and today we are very proud to say we are partnered with most of these larger internet companies in india and we process more than 1.4 billion transactions in a year and move you know upwards of 50 billion dollars you know transactions you know every year so today we get more than 45 to 50% of new sme signups which are happening in india right on cash free right we get more than 30000 leads on cash free platform every month which is a very sizable number fintech if you get the product right distribution is something you can achieve it and in our industry distribution becomes a commodity beyond a point marketing becomes a commodity beyond a point then the only unique thing you have is the product and your service quality and that is where any company who spends most of their effort and energy they'll become you know like bigger right so imagine if your 80% leads are coming through google ads right? yeah. it is not a very sustainable state for any company right so there's a lot of leads at any point of time have to come through organic channels and that is where we invested time you know significantly in last 3 to 4 years which are paying off right it's not like we had a very huge data point but whatever data point we had in front of us was convincing enough for us to start this up like just try it out we got events company signed up we got some food delivery company signed up very small ones but it was a good enough to you know encourage us keep the momentum and as we continue to grow bigger right we started competing these companies very head on and by that time our products had matured right and our main attraction point was you know i am going to give you something which no one else is giving right and that helped us make entry but over as i said right i mean today the it's apparent right 30000 signups in a month is a very large number right this number used to be less than 5000 i think just two years two and a half years back right today if you are building a new email software right the market is very saturated people have outlook gmail and then the product like zohando it's difficult to penetrate because no one is looking for email software anymore right whatever is out there in the market they're happy yeah. with it same is going to happen with payments also in next 5 years right so whatever payment companies are there today in 5 years they'll become more dominant and it's very difficult to start a payment company hey this is siddharth welcome to 100x entrepreneur podcast today i have with me akash sinha founder of cash free payments akash welcome to the podcast hey siddharth thank you very much for inviting me on the show so just to give our listeners a background about the payment ecosystem in india and about cash free payments cash free annually processes around 50 billion dollars of payment through them they are mostly b2b and their yearly average revenue is going to touch 100 million by the march 2023 wow that's a fantastic number for a company which has almost been you know operating very silently kudos to you akash for building such a mammoth and today you are at 750 employees mostly across bangalore and in delhi and uh, you dominate the entire b2b landscape right especially the ones digital first landscape so credit started kunal shah's company started their payments on you mpl one of the largest gaming platform started their payments on you so tell us about your journey right from 2015 till now right each milestone and then after that i would like you to dive into the indian payment landscape like how does it look like how much is digital today how much is physical and how much do you own of that and where are you headed right so that yeah thank you for putting a lot of perspective i think this company was started in a period when we are seeing lot of new business models coming on internet for the first time right that was the motivation for us to start a payments platform which can build solution around digital payments for new kind of business models up emerging on internet and we saw a good gap i think we had banks that time in the ecosystem we had payment companies but solutions which they had was largely catering towards offline businesses right they never built anything for scale 
and they do not build things which can be automated well or, or something which is not very sophisticated to manage. Right? So there is a clear opportunity like on the side that we understood a lot of these new business models will require innovative payment solutions. Right? And, and we didn't see anyone like, you know, going aggressive toward it. So that was the area, you know, that excited us a lot. I made us start this company. And, and we have grown with such kind of business models which appeared on internet since 2015, right? Like e-commerce was growing back then, but now it is very large, right? You have business models around hyper-local, gig economy. A lot of fintech ideas have come on internet ever since. So those has been growth engine for economy and as well as for cash-free in last seven years. And today we are very proud to say we have partnered with most of these larger internet companies in India. And we process more than 1.4 billion transactions in a year and move, you know, upwards of $50 billion, you know, transactions, you know, every year. So it's a very sizable, you know, company now, right? We are very proud of what we have built. And we have been very focused in our approach, right? I think our entire strategy has been pretty straightforward, right? We always wanted to focus on developer, developer ecosystem, their easiness to use, right? Giving them more reliability, predictability, and we have been pretty successful in that area. The second area we wanted to go into is more around, you know, DIY support, right? So normally we have seen, you know, if you're using a SaaS platform or SaaS portal, you have to, you know, rely on the other company to do a lot of customization for you. You have to go and talk to their team. But we have invested a lot in DIY kind of support, right? If you need custom reporting on cash free, you can, you know, go to the dashboard, decide which column you want to see, and you can get it. If you need to get, say, a webhook for certain events on the cash free, right? Be it like when settlement is happening or when refund is getting credited to the customer's account. So these are notifications you can configure yourself. The third area was more around like solving adjacent problems which are near to the core, right? So a lot of people will come to your platform to get their core payments handled, but sooner or later they'll also want you know some solution for the adjacent problems. Like say example, right? We started this product payouts back in 2016, right? And through payouts you can send money to anyone in India just by using their bank account number. Very soon we found out a lot of these businesses want to verify bank account number of their receivers before doing a payout. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a core problem, but it's adjacent to the core problem. And we were very quick to build a solution around it. And that's how we make platform more relevant, more richer for the businesses we work with. And slowly, you know, we also extend it. So these were the very simple core strategies we adopted. And this has resulted us, you know, in making us one of the largest payments company in India today. So today, uh, you know, if you have to describe the payment landscape of India, right, let's dive into it further. So I think the India's first payment gateway was Buildesk, yeah. through which powered all the banking websites, right, ICIC Bank, HDFC, they all use Buildesk. Now coming the e-commerce boom in 2010, right, I think the Buildesk was not ready for e-commerce. They were well suited for, you know, uh, banking solutions. Mm -hmm. So, and e-commerce grew so fast that nobody had expected it, the payment volume to grow. Uh, and you started at the time, uh, Razorpay started at the time. So help us map out the entire landscape of payments, both offline, online, on the machine, you know, and on internet in India. Sure, no, I can focus more on the online payments as a segment. See, online payments is also a very wide segment, right? And every, you know, like sub-segment has a different requirement. Right. I can take example, right? So e-commerce as an industry requires, you know, fast better conversion for the customer, the smallest stack to complete the payments, and having very reliable refund support. Right. But say an example of lending as an industry, right? Lending doesn't have a refund use case, but the use case is getting payment on day, on time, right? And have solution around recurring payments so that they can automate the repayment. Right. Then you look at things around, you know, stock broking. 
stock broker wants to verify where the funds are coming from right where e-commerce as a industry doesn't care about it right so we have seen there are players who have built capabilities in certain segments and they are they are the leaders right i mean the kind of companies you have taken or companies which started say pre e-commerce area they were largely catering to bill payments as a industry which is very simpler you know flow of payments right you collect money from customers settle into bank account but come around say 2015 16 you had business models around gig economy and hyper local where the payment flows are slightly more complicated right you have to collect money from the customer you have to settle part of that collection to the seller which could be a restaurant partner you have to settle part of that earning to your riders because they are delivering a product and then you get the commission to your bank account right so payment flows have evolved and companies who have been able to you know evolve their product as per the market evolution they have become more and more relevant into those segments right so if you look at digital first businesses where cash free is one of the leaders in the market right so there are few players who serve that market very well then there are few incumbents who are very good at bill payments or government because that market had a different requirement right i mean you have different capabilities to build so people have chosen i think their segment each of the pockets are large enough and in countries like india we will not have a kind of you know like universal payments winner in the space right you will have say winners into specific space and overall in the country we'll have multiple winners right and you can draw a lot of parallel with what happened with the banking industry right today we have more than 180 or 200 banks which are very relevant right now i mean the list goes up to 900 but there are relevant banks right so that's what we believe even in payment there will be 10 companies which are relevant each catering to specific pockets but in certain areas there will be leader right say in sme segment there will be two or three players which are large enough in e-commerce as an industry there will be two or three players which are large enough and covering 90% of the entire market so that will be the structure of the market right and it all depends on where company wants to innovate more where company wants to invest more because the way the markets have grown each of these segments have become more deeper it's not feasible for every company to you know like continue doing the innovation in each of these segments so at today's stage digital b2b payments in india would be a 100 billion dollar market safely to assume that i think yeah i think as per the reports the market is supposed to be 500 billion dollar by 2025 Okay. Right, it can go to 1.5 trillion by 2030. And how much a percentage share of that market you have right now? Very difficult to say. I think the numbers are largely like well, we don't have the total picture of the real numbers. I mean, a lot of these companies are not public in the first place, sure. right? But we see ourselves in one of the leaders in like digital first businesses, like in e-commerce, travel, fintech, right? And especially on the SME side, right? Today we get more than 45 to 50 percent of new SME signups which are happening in India right on cash fee. Right, we get more than thirty thousand leads on Cashfree platform every month, which is a very sizable number. We have clearly won the SME market, right? And we have a very sizable scope in all the segments that I mentioned, right? All the new business models. So those are markets we are going after, and these markets matter to us. And these are the markets where we normally look for, which are the winners. So let's say on one side is Razorpay and one side is you both very sizable players. What are the strengths of Razorpay in which markets, and what are the strengths of yours? So there are overlap markets. right i think there are a lot of products which we have pioneered in the industry likes of payouts connected banking verification and a lot of these markets we own more than 55 60% of the market share right there are markets like payment gateway where you know, we started as one of the latest entrant and we have grown pretty well right and and we have a good strength around enterprises because we have a very strong platform approach right where one enterprise can come they can collect money in cash free they can disburse payouts they can do risk mitigation of their transactions they can also get cash advances from us right so there are a lot of capabilities we add 
which are not present in the market like with every other player. And that is where we see a lot of players coming from other incumbents on cash free today. So Nike also started on you. I think Nike exists before us. So they moved to us from a different player. Okay. I think, but very early in cash free journey. Yeah. And first cry was also before you, but they moved to you very early in your journey. A lot of these merchants which are on cash free, I think they moved to us from a different player. And because of capability, because at the end of the day, the market is getting more sophisticated. Yeah. Right. All the tech companies or tech driven companies are becoming more obsessed about the customer experience they have. Right. Everyone would want their customers to have a very delightful experience. And that is where having a very so smooth and sophisticated payments, you know, play a significant role. Right. Example, see, I mean, more than 80% of purchase in e-commerce happen on mobile. If your mobile payment, mobile payment experience is not very smooth or like having good conversion, right, then a customer experience will get spoiled. And a lot of drop-offs will start to happen. And that is something we have visualized very early. And we have done a lot of optimization mobile to become the best mobile payments provider in India you know, as of today. And D2C is also starting on you. We call the D2C recent yeah, players. I think D2C, I think very subset of SME signups we get. Yeah. Right. And we are, you know, very much like, you know, like like big cheerleader of D2C companies. And a lot of technologies or products we have built is catering towards them. Right. We build this product cash advances like six to eight months back where if you are a D2C entrepreneur founder, if you need some short-term loan, right? That is something cash we can enable for you. Plus we have a lot of small tools where you can do faster refund. You can convert your COD to pay on delivery, right? So, so D2C, the idea is how can we help them grow their revenue, right? And, and not just, you know, help them, you know, with their payments part. So we see ourselves as a growth partner to a lot of these companies. And there are solutions we are building, something around loyalty, couponing, Offer in general, right? If you want to say give offers to your customer around certain specific card, right? Say five percent discount if you use credit card of this bank. So those are flows which cash we can enable right for you without you having to worry about it. So Bharat is also on you, right? Just I'm sharing some names. I would be I was the backend for Swiggy and Zomato today. They'll be using one of these incumbents, right? I think there are two or three significant players in the market today, other than cash free. Right. So Zomato uses cash for certain flows for us. I think people will come to us eventually. There is some, you know, like transition period. At the same time, I think we have a lot of larger internet companies. Cash Swiggy is already a customer. Exepto is a customer. Dunzo is a customer. So there's a lot of customers we have from Hyperloop industry. ICTC is one of the big names you know, that work with us. We have someone like, you know, as I mentioned, Credit is one of the big customers we have. Then we have things like, you know, Misho. There's a lot of, as I said, right? I mean, the list is pretty big. Right, to, I mean, just a matter of time when we see almost all the internet companies in India using cash free for one or the other product. Yeah. So you would have the real pulse of India, right? <laughs> like how many digital payments are happening per day from which pockets of India, which pockets are getting activated? Yeah, we can share, we can share a lot of insights. I think, see, by looking at the SME signups, right, we see almost 40, 45 signups coming from tier two, tier three cities in India, right? So that tells a lot of businesses are not just being started in metro city, they are being started in the areas you know, which are not very big or not very prime. Right, so like central part of India, like from Indore, Nagpur, those are places you get signups. Then from say Gujarat, you get from Surat, Ahmedabad, then you get from Jaipur, then you get from say, you know, somewhere in like Noida, Lucknow. So a lot of, you know, these cities are becoming, you know, big growth engine for digital payments. And obviously, you know, a lot of these businesses will be selling to local market, which will bring a lot of local consumers on the platform. I think historically, I mean, we have served more than 25 crore unique customers in India so far. Right? And they have interacted with cash-free one way or the other. 
which is again almost you know 60 65% total digitally enabled consumers right. in india today and almost one fifth of the entire population of india true if you look at upi users that number be around 44 45 year so that is the superset of the yeah. total you know total like digitally enabled customers in india right and again if you look at the bigger number there are more than 65 crore like you know smartphone users or users who use whatsapp so again these numbers will continue to grow there is a big tailwind in the industry and payments as a business grow with the growth in the market and that is what we are like you know betting big one hi everyone before we begin i would like to share that this podcast is brought to you by prime venture partners an early stage vc fund led by amit sumani shripati acharya and sanjay soni prime is often the first institutional investor in category defining tech startups in fintech saas healthcare and education such as mygate quizzes planet spark bolt and clip to know more about prime visit primevp.in so what are the unique insights that you had earlier on in the business that propelled you in the right direction couple of insight one is the platform approach was you know very unique what does platform approach mean yeah so before us lot of these businesses were single product business they just had one payment gateway they just adding lot of bells and whistles around it and trying to fit into all the use cases right again it becomes difficult and beyond a time lot of these companies we believe became a distribution heavy company rather than a product company with a platform approach you host multiple products on a platform again you coming from aws web background right you can connect a lot right i mean rather than just giving one product there is a bouquet of product and these products can also talk to each other and help you automate your end to end payment flow the example i gave of hyperlocal company or a food delivery company right their payment flows is not very standard right it, it has like multiple moving pieces and that is something you can't just solve with one product it's too difficult and if you can even build one product for that use case you can't use for other products the right strategy here is to build modular solutions right so that each modules can be stacked together and give rise to new kind of solution and which we have done in our journey with likes of swiggy or mpl right and we have done such a stacking and giving them the solution which exactly they are looking for so i think you were one of the first companies to be selected along with razer pay in the initial batches of yc from india that's right, right. back when in 2017 you were part of the yc batch in yc you just select two or three companies per year from india true before you i think misho was there and few other companies were there so did being part of that yc helped you accelerate your journey sort of i think yc happened 6 years ago i think we were a very young company just five members sitting out of co-working space YC is very helpful at a younger stage. It helps you bring clarity to your thought. It helps you bring, you know, what are the strengths you can continue to build on, right? And how do you approach the market? Right? Rather than trying, you know, everything possible, right? You should pick your areas where you want to be really best in, or pick your areas where you your customers can appreciate you in the best way, right? So those are the good insights we got from YC. It's a very early stage accelerator, helpful for younger companies. But once you start maturing, then I think you have to start applying. different thoughts which again yc also understands and you know help you to put the thoughts which are more you know like mapped to that stage of the company right. but it's a good experience i think we had a batch of 100 other companies globally so you had a chance to interact with companies which are from different markets understand their insights and then learn from other markets akash you know most of the fintech founders if you see in india kunal shah abdish rao mm-hmm. jitain right their personalities extroverted public very high energy right and you on the other side have built it very quietly you are very soft spoken introvert i believe <laughs> right 
so how did you were able to channel your strengths in building a like a really large company i think i could be silent but cashfi is not a very silent brand i think we are we have a very high visibility and and that is you know shown in the result as i said we yeah. have 50% upwards of sme sign ups yeah. in india so very visible i think if you have to look for a good payment solution becomes very yeah, by default people choose uh, yeah that was the thing we wanted to prioritize above everything and we have been able to achieve that goal with a very high you know, like like achievement ratio and what do you think have been your strengths as a ceo and founder in this journey i think the role keeps changing every year i think initial days it was more around finding the right product how do we you know like you know finding right pmf at what price point this product will work what are the right features with which this product becomes a saleable product right so that was initial idea like also invested a lot of time in onboarding a lot of initial customers right all the large brands on that we have taken so that gives good learning slowly and steadily the role becomes more around culture like how as a company how as a larger group you are well aligned right your execution is top notch you don't become slow right otherwise you know companies beyond a point become very slow very bloated right people spend a lot of time in just communicating messages right so we have seen like 30 to 40% of the time people investing just communicating messages so there's a lot of you know like drop in efficiency happens once you become bigger so that is one of the larger area where i spend most of my time on given that there are 70 750 hard working people in the company how do we make sure their efforts are well capitalized and they are aligned in the same direction rather than they're you know getting pulled in a different direction so being quite an introverted allows you to be more thoughtful and more inwards thinking about the larger picture i mean yeah i mean we have to see financial industry is also you know cannot be run on common sensical thoughts yeah. right? so you have to spend time on the right knowledge areas right you have to spend time on understanding the customers you know requirement in a well you need to have very high empathy in, in both the places right i mean without empathy you, you won't be able to build a great product in the first place so you have to spend time you have to do your own research i think that is the key for most of the industries which are in this space right unless you are in a very marketing heavy thing right if you are doing something around consumer goods you have to pull more ideas being creative on marketing right but in fintech that is not true fintech if you get the product right distribution is something you can achieve it and in our industry distribution becomes a commodity beyond a point marketing becomes a commodity beyond a point then the only unique thing you have is the product and your service quality and that is where any company who spends most of their effort and energy they'll become you know like bigger and if you look at global success around this that is the kind of company which have become successful not the companies which have cracked distribution very because distribution in the age of internet can be cracked there's a lot of you know like standard cheat sheet which companies use but having a right product and service quality is very important but i have a 180 degree you know i beg to differ on that mm-hmm. that products can be infinite but attention is finite and and that's why cracking distribution becomes god if product is the king depends on the industry but the same as i said right i think your product is good enough and that is something we have been learning right i mean and if you look at successful company i mean you need distribution at the same time it's not very hard to get it if your product is strong enough see b2b as an industry is a very rational decision making industry yeah. right people are not making choices basis of impulse right so if you are creative on the product then people are going to buy it because it adds very clear value to you if a product is of low value then how much time or you spend on distribution is immaterial so but product let's say two companies with equally good products right and uh, then the key is like someone who can figure out a low cost of distribution 
right that is where the innovation is required so how did you figure that out early in the journey the low cost of distribution for low cost distribution is more about you know i think it depends right for the mass market cash we never believed in spending a lot on the ads right we spent a lot of time on content marketing we invested a lot of time on creating videos to help other users integrate cash free faster so we have done a lot of things which are organic and long term scalable rather than something in short lived right so imagine if your 80% of leads are coming through google ads right? yeah. it is not a very sustainable state for any company right so there's a lot of leads at any point of time have to come through organic channels and that is where we invested time you know significantly last 3 to 4 years which are paying off right like things around you have to make your say blogs very attractive you have to educate people regularly about what's happening in fintech industry right and also you have to spend a lot of time on your documentation right these are part of marketing and this also helps you create a brand which makes it very closer to the customers you are targeting right so those are the i think more scalable ways of distribution that we adopted and we have done our share you know like our own share of advertisement or all through shark tank campaign again, which is very targeted and which is really helping us connect with the community we want to go after So can you share year by year growth since the product launch of Cash Free? Like, let's take a single metric, maybe the net revenue. I think from financial year eighteen, I think on the all the top metrics like GTV, gross revenue, and all, we're growing upwards of eighty five hundred percent year over year, right? And we we became profitable first in financial year eighteen and continue to stay profitable till financial year twenty two. Okay, Every so last four years you have been profitable. Correct. This year we have grown a bit in terms of talent internally. and we also invested in edtech a lot right so that's why in india today we are the most technology reliably payments company today right we can process more than million payments per day we can even give you 1000 tps right and so all this required massive investment in the technology we are having right? but at the same time i think profitability is not a difficult thing for us to achieve right right now we are also investing into a lot of future revenue growth future revenue pools investing a lot on cross border soft pos like things around lending so a lot of investment has happened this year and we we'll start seeing the result you know in the next financial year onwards do you have ipo in your mind for cash free in the next few years the kind of industry in in the way we have built the company in a very linear way ipo is more like a default route for us but we still want to hit milestone i think by end of this financial year we'll be hitting 100 million dollars of revenue yeah. we want to go closer to 1 billion dollars worth of revenue and then we want to explore such route and we should happen in next 3 to 4 years is what we believe so the goal is to have like 1 billion dollars of billion dollars for me yeah before you hit ipo before we start exploring yeah tell us and take us now through you know we describe a lot of metrics we describe a lot of market yeah but take us through the emotional journey of a founder that you had in the last 8 years it's a good experience to have i think it has its own ups and downs yeah like it has i would want to share with my audience the more downs that you had during the journey because ups is already highlighted in the media it turns out there are periods where your product is not growing as fast as you want there are times where customers are taking longer time to say convert there are times where you have challenge with your team right you'll have say certain team not at the best shape you want to be so i think is to like keep going closer to the solution like and, and and again the startup journey makes anyone very humble and patient that is you know and anyone who goes through the journey i think it's a result so you have to be patient you have to be humble and these are skills if you have some inherent part already then i think you can sustain this and if you find this difficult to sustain then i see people feel very uncomfortable in this role right so these are the important skill set 
think people have to cultivate i think one shouldn't get disappointed so easily about things right because there will be a lot of disappointments in the journey right there will be a lot of failures at the same time you need some momentum you need like you know some ups right so that you yeah it's like you know you charge your battery when things are going down because not fully drained out so uh, you know you started in 2015 when the market was really crowded there were 10 15 players in payment gate offering payment gateways digital payment solutions mm-hmm. and each other was trying to out compete through discounts right how did you manage to steer clear of that and you were the i think one of the least funded players that's correct i think before launching the product we had a chance to speak with more than 300 merchants right i think literally went door to door understood their problems and understood why their existing payment players are not able to you know cater to their needs that literally told us existing players are not you know pushing the bar high enough what was the need that existing players were not able to fulfill in very simple language i think different i think something simple like a lot of people were not happy with their cod collection right they said you know like i have a payment company but my cod is very cash driven when i go to collect the cash lot of these customers saying i don't have cash i want to pay digitally right so something by doing a small change in your payments product you can build a solution around it right then the solution around say international payment right so there are lot of smaller areas then the solution around disbursal right i have collected money from the platform now i have to you know pay the money to my seller for that i have to go to the banking partner and do a different integration given that i am already using your payments product why can't i do it on the same platform so a lot of these insights came to us and we understood it given that this problem existed for a long time and we don't see the you know like intent in these companies to go and serve more problems for the businesses so that told us there is a problem either in the ability or the lack of understanding of the market right and given that market was growing and we had enough and again when you start a company you become very you know like optimistic and opportunistic right it's not like we had a very huge data point but whatever data point we had in front of us was convincing enough for us to start this up like just try it out we got events company signed up we got some food delivery company signed up very small ones but it was a good enough to you know encourage us keep the momentum and as we continue to grow bigger right we started competing with these companies very head on and by that time our products had matured right and our main attraction point was you know i am going to give you something which no one else is giving right and that helped us make entry right so as i said we were the first payments company in india to launch payouts right no one had payouts back then what do you so, mean by payout payout is a dispersal product so if a company has to you know make or transfer money to their vendors sellers or customers at mass then they can use payouts product to do it in a very automatic fashion and in a very scalable and error free manner like say you know someone like dunzo who has to pay their to their delivery boys like every 3 days given that these guys have more than you know like lakhs of delivery boys on the platform it's not easy for them to do it manually they would need a system which can do the dispersal you know automatically so those are the areas we picked up right we made an entry to these companies and once they are on the platform we slowly started to understand their other problems and started offering solution to other problems so that also helped us create a image of being a innovative payments company right so end of the day right people want to work with a brand which can you know grow with them or which can continue to solve the problem right so this also helped us create a brand over time which can gain trust of people in terms of you know coming up and building solution for them and a lot of people like that approach right and we are not just saying you know this is what we have if that doesn't work with then i can't help you further we were not you know of that kind of mindset we were always having very open mindset 
right you just tell us what's problems you are facing if you don't have a solution we are going to build it for you if we have it then we are going to make sure this is going to help you in the best way so that the you know the hunger entire urge to you know solve more problems right given that we come from tech background right we are able to take those calls faster right in other companies which were pretty large which had a very standard way of you know deciding in so that was our advantage i think that's where i think this in general not as any startups can take advantage of moving fast being nimble so what i observed from conversation with you is that while other companies were sticking to being one product only correct and trying to figure out distribution you kept on building multiple products for the correct. same customer correct correct right i mean able to solve more problems for them able to literally you know help them grow in their business right that is something end of the businesses like and again payment is a very large market which was also worked in favor of it's not a small market and it was a very growing market also right every month we'll have more than 3 to 4000 merchants looking for online payments back then so the market was big right even though we're able to cater to 5% of that market at that scale it becomes a huge gain for you so that was enough for us to be motivated that was enough for us to make us relevant and we also scaled product we also refined our product significantly and we also adapted to that you know like good tech culture right the kind of people we hired were also best in the industry and that helped us build product at a faster rate compared to other incumbents in the industry and have you seen any other industry where this approach helped like building today how many products you would have we have close to 14 to 15 products on the platform right now pretty good i think today i think there are four umbrellas we work with one is the collection suit yeah so wherever you have to collect revenue from you can collect by cash free so we have payment gateway payment links we have recurring payments like soft pos bank transfer right so it it's a full suite of product right i mean the entire revenue can be collected by cash free then we have a dispersal as a separate stack right we have escrow as a service connected banking payouts right so and even something around cross border which they can use then we have things around risk and verification which is a big area and then we have like valued services as part of the entire offering so you have built the entire umbrella for b2b correct uh, payments payments core payments and anything which can make payments more accessible right more reliable and more safer and are you building more products right now after these 15 products so right now i think we are in the phase of scaling products right i think the intent is to be like top 3 in whatever products we are building we just don't want to be one of the 10th players in any of the segment right so that's why we are choosing the intent is to choose the hardest problems in the industry so that we don't have lot of competition and we can do a best job in bringing the efficiency right so our job is to look at you know like what merchants or businesses do before coming to us say before initiating a payment what are the activities they do can cash free come and make that activity much seamless for the merchant can we make it much cheaper for the merchant the answer comes out yes we go and try to build it ourselves if the answer is no then we leave it that's not the market you know we want to go and get into so just mapping out again the entire digital infra the first is discovery which most people for a product or a merchant do through mm-hmm. google today correct google or amazon or shopify also right i have discovered a merchant on instagram facebook or google then once you know i land on a merchant who is selling the products digitally then the entire checkout experience correct then the payment and then the logistics part so correct. so india grew leap by leaps and bounds when jio was launched because the first problem was how do i bring these all people who can shop in these merchants in which will enable more increasing the footfall yeah yeah the internet footfall parallelly companies like delivery were building the logistics layer right, right. which were ready at the right time this timing also mat- mattered for mm-hmm. them and then 
you were there you know solving the payment correct i think all the three came together and that's why the digital infrastructure of india is growing <laughs> faster than the gdp that's the joke true so <laughs> in the hindsight i think i mean the reason for a success is it's also you know timing played a bigger role right and that is true for a lot of companies if you don't have the right timing not in favor after we started lot of as i said internet economy started to grow significantly we had demonetization in 2018 we had covid in 2020 so there have been lot of tailwinds which worked in favor of digital payments you know in a very stronger way would you remember how much you grew in the year of demonetization we are again finally we are very small back then to fully leverage it but as i said demonetization changed the mindset of people right and there has been a long term change in the approach right so you know before the businesses are very happy you know doing business offline or very happy collecting cash or something right but after demonetization they felt the important digital payment because due to demonetization they had to experience it and once they experienced it they found the value in it they found the you know like outcome they can benefit out digital payments and then they started moving to digital payments so if you have to look at the number i think we should look at the number of merchants adopting online payments after that and that number really worked in favor of us in coming years let's say it's the same you know let's ask for covid once yeah. covid happened like how much it resulted in growth of cash free or of digital merchants both the number of sign ups shot off i think we had more than 3x you know sign ups in merchants after covid or i think after 8 to 10 months of covid they're not very immediate but over as i said right i mean today the it's apparent right 30000 sign ups in a month is a very large number right this number used to be less than 5000 i think just two years two and a half years back and we grew very significantly i think market also grown uh, but we grew i think like you know so majority of new growth in the market is coming to cash free that's how we see right if there are 50 60000 new smes coming like in india right so, so we get 30000 leads you know very competitively in a month i believe just before covid you would be at what 10 million kind of a revenue and 500 million dollars in yearly uh, gmv Yeah, I think GMV has grown five x in three years. I mean, even like there's a growth on three x in the last last one year. So even if you look twelve months growth, we have grown by three times in terms of GTV. So GTV has grown very sharply. I think our revenues have grown very sharply. So any advice for entrepreneurs how to choose tough markets with large tailwinds? See, one should always choose a large market. Right, if market is not large enough, you'll not have enough area to play around. because an as an entrepreneur you are going to be creative right but if your market is very small your creativity won't be you know utilized right so you'll be stuck with very small market right example you know if you are building a very specific like enterprise grade saas tool say for you know delivery companies right there will be like you no know, 10 delivery companies if they don't adopt you then you are yeah. you, know, you can't do much right so you have to find a very large market you also have to find a growing market Right. you don't have to build something which is like dying right which is not growing or which is just static right so there are industries which are not growing you know fast enough so i mean there are a lot of parallels you can draw but the thing is like go after large market go after growing market and go after market which is also transitioning right because during a transition period people look for new areas to optimize their business models right and that is the time where they can adopt new things or they can experiment new things once the market is saturated then people won't have appetite to experiment with new products and that time selling will become too hard right today if you are building a new email software right the market is very saturated people have outlook gmail and then other products like zoho and all it's difficult to penetrate because no one is looking for email software anymore right whatever is out there in the market they're happy yeah. with it 
same is going to happen with payments also in next five years right so whatever payment companies are there today in five years they'll become more dominant and it's very difficult to start a payments company so timing is very important i mean yes you can have ideas around certain areas but if timing and market is not in your favor then you can't you know move the needle significantly so as an entrepreneur you have to look about something which is more futuristic right something which is at nascent stage so that you know you can play a role in growing it up and you came from a non fintech background right we came from e-commerce background right we understood the problem of e-commerce i used to work at amazon my co-founder also was in a e-commerce company right so we had that idea and we were also consumers of payments product you know as a end consumer so we were able to relate we had an idea again we had very less knowledge that we didn't know how banking system work we didn't know how card schemes work so a lot of these things we have learned while building it has been very exciting journey very fulfilling journey and very soon we have been able to understand how to build the right product build right mature product and today i think because of that we are the one of the most compliant you know payment companies out there in the market right the number of you know transactions we can the number of strs we file is highest in the industry the number of fraudulent merchant we reject is also very significant we don't have like any history of fraudulent merchant in a very recent past so those are things happened because of the you know like learning we have developed over the period and what do you think are opportunities that are still unexplored in fintech especially on the b2b side in india today cross border is a very big area right if india cross border okay if india has to grow bigger in terms of gdp then we have to enable a lot of exports yeah right today exports are it's not very smooth right suppose you are in tier 3 city building a very good product but your bank doesn't support you accepting payments say from you know us or europe right even though you accepted your currency conversion is very you know like like it's very aggressive right i mean they charge 5 to 10 percent currency conversion so you lose your entire market competitivity in pricing right suppose the entire fx fee is like 7% then you have to hike up your price by 7% and in the global market your pricing becomes very costly so there the cost of cross border acceptance has to go down then only exporters will feel encouraged to sell at at bulk right because it's end of the day a margin game right if other countries able to sell 5% cheaper than you then no one is going to buy from you the same product so all should focus i think this is a very big market i think it's not something only one payments company can solve so cross border is a very big area risk and fraud is another big area that we see emerging right due to the launch of upi and making digital payments more and more convenient we also saw a big rise in terms of all the incidents around you know scamming people yeah. or people losing money because of you know all these phishing incidents so that is one area we are very focused on building like you know proprietary risk engine which can help any company you know discover or identify risky transactions very fast and block it before even it affects the end customer so these are big areas i think there are the opportunities in the fintech industry in your market right the b2b payments for india only mm-hmm. how fast is the market growing let's say by 2030 right if i had to imagine what cash free would be like so in 30 i think we should be serving 10% total transactions in india i think today digital payments is like what 10 12% of gdp it will be say 25% of gdp like okay. in 5 years so that will be the size of digital payments in india and yeah. you would be serving like 10% of the entire digital payments market but i mean there will be as i said there will be segments where we want to have 40 50% of the shares yeah. like new business models right we will be serving like you know, almost most of the digitally enabled customers but in terms of actual size i think as i said right if you look at revenue growth you are looking to hit like 1 billion dollars of revenue by 2027 right so that is the plan i think we have in our sight i think after that i think there could be some more like you know catalyst which could happen and there is a lot of organic change itself 
but i think that could be more catalyst which can enable the growth of these payments currently the fintech industry is also saying that rbi is doing a lot of changes let's say for example on lending yeah and others how tough is to be compliant as a small player and of course as a large player for a small player i think there's a cost of compliance and there is also a talent requirement for to be a compliant okay right today to i think reduce fraud on payment system you have to understand the mobile technology really well you have to understand the web technology really well right so one is definitely you have to spend your energy there or money there second is you need to have that right talent in the company to even address those problems otherwise there is no solution for these problems on the internet right because these problems are very unique to india right something as simple as how do we stop you know suppose a merchant has signed up on cash free you are given them the credential right but that merchant can use the credential any website you know that is not authorized right very standard thing but we have you know the entire technology in place we can identify anyone misuses our credential right or see if anyone misuses on the app, mobile application which they use but not every small company may in the position to be the compliant so there's a increased cost of compliance there's a increased you know like uh, how to say ability in the company should be there to comply to these guidelines it's not very impossible it's just like you have to be you know working in that direction in active way rather than trying to be reactive to these changes compliance is a very standard ask in payments industry because again it's a very responsible job right? if it gets abused it impacts a very large section of society so we have to be very careful of you know what we are delivering in the market and end of the day if, if you make payments more and more safe there will be a lot many consumers you know coming to this space and they tell grow the digital payments pie like end of the day good thank you so much akash it's been a wonderful master class on digital payments and the growth of cashly yeah thank you so much it has been very lovely talking to you today